Beyond Well with Sheila Hamilton. This is a program for people who want to learn more about our interior lives. And there's probably not a podcast that goes by that we're not speaking about the role of trauma in our lives. And trauma-informed care is such an important part of recovery. I wanted to talk to the founder and one of the trainers today for AWARE. Uh, I'm going to start with Fawn. Fawn, this is a, such an interesting idea that um, trauma-informed care can go into the classroom, it can go into the boardroom, and it can also go into people's families as an effective tool. Why? Yeah, I think because we can uh, recognize that just about everybody might have some kind of trauma that we all might be walking in, you know, with a lens that's a little skewed by the experiences that we've had um, that makes us fearful. You know, it changes the way we think. So it's important that not only is trauma-aware care within like behavioral health systems, addiction treatment systems, but also education, also family units, recognizing that your child or your significant other might have things in their past that affect the way they see the world today. And so handling every single person that you deal with in a trauma-aware care way is just important for us to like change the world. We're all disconnected right now and connection is so important. How do you begin by defining trauma to the people who are interested in this? You know, honestly, that's a really hard question because trauma looks a lot of different ways, right? And if we wanted to make a list, I'm sure we could make a list of, you know, all of the terrible things that happen to people. But the plain and simple fact of the matter is, is from a brain perspective, anything that made you feel unsafe, that changed the way you act in the world or changed the decisions that you make can be considered traumatic. Mm. And I think that often, especially in this world, because I've worked in the world, you know, 20 years in behavioral health, there's a lot of comparing, right? Like one story is not quite as harsh as the next. And what I've had to realize is that just because my trauma looks a certain way doesn't mean that another person's trauma isn't just as valid and just as concerning and just as integral to what's going on in their brain and how they move around in the world. Angel, I met you through a wonderful connection through Folk Time, which is a great peer experience. What caused you to move over to Aware Consulting? I was really, really struggling to find my place um, personally in, in my own personal wellness journey and reconvene in the world really from a professional's perspective. I wasn't able to really reach out to many people because I was an executive director of a nonprofit and I was supposed to be well. And when I started to realize the impact it was having on my personal health, I made the decision to resign and and really stay true to my own balance of mind, body, and spirit. And I had been doing training and technical assistance for over two decades. And I asked Fawn if she wanted to partner up. And she said, yes, as she is the founder of AWARE. And and now I'm putting 100% energy into bringing trauma awareness to our communities and not just from the peer perspective, but really from the whole world's perspective. We've got wellness initiatives that are being put in place with corporations. Well, they don't really take into consider trauma, Mm -hmm. trauma in everybody's lives. And so how can we put a practical way of practicing trauma awareness into society? And that's key. And so I felt called and Fawn was on board. And so here we are. I'm really excited about it. I want to talk, Fawn, if you would about the principles of trauma activation. 
it's our body's ability to protect itself. You know, we've had something happen to us in our lives that has forced us to feel unsafe and our brain has had to kick in and basically say, I'll protect you. Um, and so with trauma activation, you know, it could be something that you know, it could be something you don't, it could be a smell, it could be a, something that someone says that like you've never heard before and it's never bothered you before and all of a sudden it does. And so once again, activation could look a lot of different ways. I know for me, like I have panic attacks and I can feel it building the minute that it starts to happen. Luckily, you know, I'm at a place where I've established some coping skills. I practice this daily. So most of the time, 90% of the time, um, I'm able to bring myself back, you know, from an activated point. But one thing that a lot of people don't think about is the physical reaction that actually happens in your brain yeah. where the prefrontal cortex flips its lid. And so that's one of the things that we talk about in several of our trainings is how to like recognize activation in you, how to recognize activation in others. Um, when a disconnect happens with an individual because of activation, being able to bring that back and reconnect with that person, because connection is so important. And especially now, like with everything that we've been dealing with over the last, you know, year and a half, yeah. we need to be connected societies. And so we train to everyone. What is the difference between the designation of our organization is trauma-informed versus trauma-aware? So I'm going to let Angel answer that, but one of the things that just seems really profound for me is that I deliver Keep Calm and Connect quite often, and in these rooms, the very first thing that I ask that room is, how many people in this room have taken a trauma-informed care training? And you know, you get maybe two-thirds of the room, they lift up their hands, and I go, okay, so hands down, out of everybody who's got their hands up, how many of you actually get it? Like 100%, you walked out of that training and you get it and you're going to go back to your environment and you're going to make it trauma-informed and you're going to deliver trauma-informed services because you understand right. and every hand goes down. So that tells me something. Yeah. What do you think, Angel, talking about the difference between trauma-informed and trauma-aware? Well, being someone who's been training a lot of curriculums over couple of decades, what I what I definitely noticed is we've got this trauma-informed care buzzword that's out there and the why and the what it is. And we're not teaching people how to be trauma aware. And mm -hmm. so how do you interact with somebody when their lid has flipped? Dr. Siegel has a beautiful hand brain model that I love when trauma reaction happens and the lid flips. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, so many people have come to us even over the last since trauma-informed care has, has come out and, and really started to be looked at as part of the behavioral health system, Angel, but we don't know how to do this. And that's in part why I was training intentional peer support for so many years, because it was so very deep in how to be self-aware. Well, this is a very practical way of how to be trauma-aware and how to be with people when your lid is flipped or when someone else's lid is flipped. And I, I loved what Fawn said. I would really like, Fawn, if we could give me an example of how you can make someone aware of a trauma response and then how you can help them through it. So I don't necessarily know that I even um, concentrate on what's happening and making them aware of it. That might be a conversation that I have later. Yeah. Um, I think in that moment, it's really about, you know, connecting with that individual, validating that what they're having right now is an wow. experience that's valued and real. It's their reality. And that's a huge part of, um, you know, trauma-aware care is recognizing that we all have a different reality. And just because mine doesn't look like yours doesn't mean that mine's not okay. Trauma awareness 
uh, really revolves around asking what happened to a person, not what's wrong with them. So if somebody is having an outward, you know, reaction, rather than everybody freaking out and running in and trying to neutralize that reaction, letting that person have that reaction to some extent and letting them get it out. If they're not hurting anybody, what's wrong with tears? You know, what's wrong with having some big feelings? I'm a person with big feelings and I know lots of people who have big feelings. And so it's really about like showing curiosity, being in that moment with them, stepping beside them literally and figuratively so that they know that they're not alone in that moment because something is telling them that they're not safe or they're not respected, um, you know, or they're being dehumanized. And so in that moment, the best thing that we can do is to be an ally. It just also strikes me how much um, empathy is part of that process. And so many people get through life without really learning empathy, which is strange, you know? I don't know if it's too much time on our screens and not enough face-to-face, but it does seem some people are sorely lacking. I, I'm I'm struck by the way that you talk, how essential this could be for, for parents who don't know how to deal with struggling teens. Have you seen people benefit from this type of training in the relationship, nuclear family? Yeah, absolutely. So I've had several people contact me after trainings um, and just say exactly that. I had a woman who um, she basically said that she had not had a real conversation with her son since his diagnosis of uh, schizophrenia when he was 18. Uh, She came to like the very first training and she cried all the way through it. Um, And two weeks later, she called me crying again. And she said, Fawn, you're not going to believe this. She's like, I had the most amazing conversation with my son. And he's telling me more than he ever has. Um, You know, he's expressing needs. She's like, I didn't even know what he needed. Like, how was I supposed to help him if I can't connect with him in a way that makes him honest with me about his needs? And so she was just like really awestruck at what had happened from one eight hour day of training. So Angel, talk to me a little bit about the structure when people want to learn more about this or bring the consulting services into their business or in their community organization or their behavioral health center, how do you set it up? Is it a one-day training or is it something that people can do online? So we're in the process of putting all of this online to where someone can have it running in the background and do it on their own time. That's a few months out. We currently go in live in person, it could be a one day, it could be a two day, it could be a customized curriculum. That's what we did for recovery innovations in Reno. And we did a four day customized very specifically for their health and human services associates, which are case managers and clinicians. Then we did their um, houseless community peers, and then their peer supervisors. So we did two groups of peers and peer supervisors. And, And we did that in person. It was beautiful. And we also could do Zoom. It's obviously very different. And hopefully as the world opens up, we'll be able to do more live. We do use the principles of dialogue education, although we're not training dialogue education model. We use the principles of the four A's, which is the anchor, the information, apply the information. So practice it, come back, add to it and take something away with it. Mm -hmm. So it's very intentional in how we're all mutually uh, learning together in in the room. And one thing I did want to mention really quickly about some other practical ways. So Fawn provided a beautiful example of a, a participant who had a personal connection with the curriculum. We also talk about the system and how it operates. A lot of our, you know, coming from the peer world, a lot of peers are going in and being embedded in systems that 
aren't trauma aware to begin with. And so they're being burnt out as providers, just like other providers are being burnt out. But what about the people walking in off the street? If you walk in, sit down in the lobby and you're in a stale room, this may feel very activating for some people. Or if you pick up a pen and it has pharmaceutical writing all over it and it looks like a syringe, that's not trauma awareness. And so how do we bring these real real examples for all walks of life, veterans, people in addict, you know, their addiction histories or addiction currently or how living houseless or with their own mental health situations or their families or suicide. Suicide is huge. That's part of my journey. And how do we help people not be reactive, but Mm -hmm. learn to be responsive? Because the stories are only getting more gritty as we um, go through this really tremendous shift in our universe that we're all here experiencing. And I am so happy that you guys are out there in the world doing this phenomenal work. Talk a little bit, Fawn, if you would, about how people can find you and what to expect when you engage. Yeah. So we have a website. It's awareconsulting.org. And I mean, there's a ton of stuff there as far as trauma-informed environments. You know, we help people revamp their facilities to be more aesthetically pleasing and vibrant and trauma-informed. We basically, you know, make a phone call. It's not hard. You know, we always just say, how can we help? Because we're all about collaborating and we have several partners that fall under our consulting group, depending on what it is that you need. Maybe you want to have a Reiki practitioner come in, you know, once a month for all staffs and offer that as an employee wellness initiative. You know, we have somebody who does Reiki. You know, we also have curriculum builders and people who work within prison systems and, 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 right, which is exciting. So yeah, we'd love partnerships. We're always talking to somebody about how we can partner. Any collaboration is great. So we just say, reach out, you know, and we'll make a a Zoom calendar meeting so that we can all chat and figure out what you need and how we can help. Well, thanks again for talking with me more about trauma-informed care and trauma-aware care and what awareconsulting.org offers to help heal our workplaces and our families and our lives in general. Thanks a lot, Fawn Preston and Angel Prater. So good to see you both again. Thanks, Sheila. You too. Please give us a thumbs up where you listen and you can find out more about awareconsulting.org at the link at our website, Beyond Well with Sheila Hamilton. Make it a great day. Oh,